All right, hopefully the recording has started. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today, we're going to be playing Gods and Monsters. Uh, this is our Slayers of Decadence campaign. Uh, Ryan is GM. We've had a, a, a break. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah just, a, just a tad, a week, a week gap. Um, but we're going to pretty much pick up right where we left off, more or less, I believe. So, Ryan? Right. Um, so when we left off, you guys were using your godly might uh, and subtle sleight of hand to um, shape the lives of Fillion, the, uh, the savior of Firefly, and Landris, the goat god that uh, Zunglib Slay you had birthed in an earlier session. Um, so if, if I recall correctly, we had two scenes left where you guys could um, exert your influence. Three. Yeah, we had three scenes left because we had an extra oh, one. Oh, that's right. You guys, you guys did a complication. All right, so you have you have three scenes left, and if you want any more than that, I still have uh, some complications you can I can introduce that you can deal with. I think we'll see how this first scene goes before we get another complication. Right. Um. So the goal for this next scene is to have the two demigods be linked together. Um, hopefully as comrades, because they both have threads of family to their myth, um, but one is more about family as a large community, and the other one is more about shepherds and family um, and protecting. Uh, but I believe, like, one of the conflicts within the two is that, like, uh, Fillion is leaning towards justice as a more well, just framework, whereas Landis is like justice as vigilante. vengeance and re right. retribution. Bloody vengeance and retribution. Right. Yeah, and so you, guys gave, where, uh... you guys gave Philly in the aspect violence is a last resort. So he, he's more the diplomatic solution route, the empathetic uh, character. Pacifist run. <laughs> Dalai Lama. Right. Well, no, not Dalai Lama. <laughs> um, maybe? Um, yeah, so do you have any ideas, uh, Eric, about how we could get them into conflict and then out of it? Hmm. Get them into a conflict where they come out as friends, or at least... Respectful allies. Can kind of, yeah, can kind of go like that. Um, so I think, I mean, again, it has, you know, I'm just going to work my way backwards here and say, okay, well, maybe there's a situation that, you know, conflict at where, okay, so they, obviously they both have different views of justice, so what's the situation that we can probably use a real-life exemplar for, where, like, dipl diplomacy versus vengeance. With, without exactly including an outside force just yet. Or maybe we could. 
I think one that we talked about last week was one where Fillion is wandering the woods, uh, starving. He's a goat, but he thinks that the... He thinks the goat doesn't belong to a herd because he can't see a herd around. Right, and it turns out it was with, you know, it is with the herd and then the shepherd gets upset. Yeah, and so old mate Landis appears. Yeah, right. Previous to Landris to uh, smite the vagabond who ate his goat. It might even be that, like, the shepherd doesn't know and, like, Landis just appears because intrinsically Landris senses that. Goat senses tingling. <laughs> just because of the fact that Fillion is also... Because of Fillion being a demigod. There's right. Like a, a god has wronged a, a mortal thing. A mortal in my field. Right. So we could go with that. Alright. Okay. Um, so in that case... Um, what what perspective are you guys taking in all of this? Are you going to pose as onlookers? Are you going to keep to your uh, godlike, uh, you know, God's eye view of the world, or what? So, yeah, I think it's one of the best. Where like we just so happen to be on different sides. Of, like I mean, we're both coordinating for this to happen. Or, yeah. I mean, I, so. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to be responsible for separating that goat from the herd. Right. I'm going to set up the circumstances for these two to come into conflict. Right. And I think I am going to get um, feeling just a little lost in the woods. You know, just try to get that survive so that he learns how to you know, kind of survive on his own and uh, come up with new ways to solve problems. Alright. Um, so in that case, we'll, we'll start off We'll start off with Fillion. Um, he, is, he is leaving the city gates of Firefly, headed to a, a nearby wood uh, where he plans to spend the day hunting. Um, his, his mother looks on disapprovingly, but she has learned by now that, that her son has a tendency to wander off, and uh, he, he usually is intelligent about his wandering, so she lets him go without uh, a guide or a chaperone. Um, so, Kindunos, what, yes. do you, what do you do to get Fillion hopelessly lost? Well, so I wait until I, so I wait until he's you know without of eyesight of eyeshot of the village, so of the village of Firefly. So in that he does kind of know where he is, but suddenly a a large wind picks up and it's just me flapping my wings from beyond the distance and you know, Fillion's scared and is trying to look for a little shelter, a little relief from the storm, so he just keeps running and running and running, and, you know, eventually he humbles, uh, he stumbles upon a cave, and by this time, it's getting just a little too late, so he ends he's up... Lost, yeah. He's lost all his landmarks, and he has no... He's completely disoriented. Right. Okay, I would say um, that's probably a mighty feat to to generate a wind so powerful that a person is you know completely turned around and has no recourse but to flee. Right. 
So I'm just going to roll them bones. Ooh, okay, that should be a good one. Uh, I have plus four overall. All right, yeah, he. Uh, it, it, it happens just as you say. Uh, the wind kicks up. Um, and and small twigs and leaves and and pebbles are are blown in his face, uh, and he has to cover his he has to cover himself with his cloak as he flees through the woods. Um, he he charges off the path off the off the uh, trail uh, that people hunt on. He he runs deeper into the woods than he's ever run before, and he takes shelter in a cave. Um, where he where he waits for uh, several uh, days, in fact, uh, as the as the uh, wind continues to howl outside, he's getting hungrier and hungrier. Um, so Zunquib Slay, you are about to prepare a a goat for him to find. You have to uh, see, single one out from the herd. Uh, but without your your son uh, Landris noticing your involvement at all, so what do you do? Yes. So uh, in in these parts uh, along the river near near uh, this swampy uh, forest, there is a type of turtle uh, that has co- that shares common ancestry with a crocodile. Uh, it is a predatory, uh, carnivorous creature uh, with much longer legs than an ordinary turtle and a much longer neck and far more powerful jaws. It's like the bastardized son of a child, of a prehistoric uh, crocodile, you know, the kind that uh, had huge fucking massive legs and could run like jaguars. Uh, and um, and a uh, long-necked snapping turtle. Uh, and this thing is known uh, to lurk near waters and try to uh, pr- uh, chase down and tear the throats from goats and other mammals that may l- feed at the water's edge. And so I am going to uh, pretend, embody the form of one of these creatures, these uh, predatory turtles. Alright, um, that, it seems like you want to disguise yourself so that uh, Landris doesn't know your involvement, so that would be, that would be subtle, I would say. Right, here we go. I get a plus two. Alright. I'm going to roll him just now to see. Alright, um, I'm, I'm not going to tell you the results of that, um, but you'll see as the scene unfolds. So there is a, there is a goat herd who has set his flock out to graze um, on, the, on the banks of a... Um, the the in the fields next to uh, the the Eternal River or one of its tributaries, um, you can you can appear in the scene however you want. Yes, this uh, 
there's this sort of greenish rock floating in the water. Uh, it's got a it's got a few yellow threads coming off of it uh, that are actually uh, glimpses between its shell, but are often uh, mistaken uh, by creatures as being uh, little uh, waterborne plant roots. Okay. Uh, and I creep up towards the bank uh, under the water and then lurch forward, uh, diving uh, between a group of goats, trying to separate one off. Uh, and then I will uh, chase it down. Okay. Um, I would go with Swift for that. Because this is going to require, yes! and you got a plus two, so you can you can have uh, you can have a plus one to that roll because you you said before that your croco turtle can run like a jaguar. I get plus two. Nice. All is and done. So this horrific creature uh, creeps up through the thrushes and uh, charges into the center of a herd of goats, scattering them. Um, they run in all directions. The, the goat herd is um, distressed and, and running to keep his, keep his flock contained, uh, but the turtle pursues one. Uh, where do you chase it? I chase it towards the forest. All right. Uh, where where I hope that uh, Fillion is waiting. The the lone goat uh, with the with the croco turtle in hot pursuit uh, breaks the tree line and uh, disappears into the thick woods. Um, we cut back to Fillion, who is uh, waiting at the mouth of the cave. Um, by this point, by this point, hunger has uh, driven him several times to try to make a break for it, uh, but there's no other shelter strong enough um, to withstand the wind. You can see that the uh, the trunks of uh, several trees have been have been felled by the powerful gusts, and there's um, the the. Aeolian forces have have swept up the dirt and dust into great drifts, almost like slow, like snow. Um, so, Kindunos, um, yes. when the when the wind dies down, how does it how does it do so? It just all of a sudden it it's gone, or it, it gradually winds down over time. All right. So eventually. Fillion manages to creep from his shelter. Um, he is he is dirty and um, he looks he looks haggard from several days uh, with no food. Um, his water skin is empty. He immediately uh, casts around looking for any source of any source of water. Um, he, his eyes settle on a small brook, uh, that has been fouled with, 
with dirt and, and sticks and other detritus kicked up from the great wind, and he runs and, and begins drinking the water anyway. Um, around this time, he encounters the goat. And the two of you watch from your, from your invisible perches, your God's eye view, um, as he chases after it and, and he, he has a, what, what weapon does Fillion use? Um, I'd assume he'd just kind of make a... Well, usually, I mean, he came prepared for this, so he I'd did. assume he'd he have came, something... He came hunting, so what, what right. weapon so would I'd assume he'd come with, like, you know, a spear and maybe a slingshot. Okay. What's the technology rating of Firefly? You guys did some, uh, some work on that. Let me find that information. Because if I remember correctly, you guys created a university there, and there's also like an agriculture college. Indeed. So, people of Firefly have technology plus four, so they are remarkably advanced. So he has a machine gun. Like, no. Maybe, um, yeah. So, so maybe I see. he has a crude black powder rifle. Yeah. Um, I no, wouldn't no. say no. Ryan might. Yeah. I would let. I, I would it's allow kind of it. Crossbow, to though, is my point. I would yeah, say challenge accepted. I, I would say. I would say let's go with a crossbow, if if anything. Yeah. Uh, Right, so he has a big he has a big crossbow slung over his shoulder, um, and his his mouth already starting to water uh, with the thought of uh, the the fresh goat meat. Uh, he loads an arrow and and fires it, killing the goat. Um, hours later. Uh, he he we we see that Fillion has made a fire, um, and his his face and his clothing uh, is is pretty much covered in blood. Unless you guys want him, unless you guys want um, what's his face, Landris to come upon him while he's devouring the goat. Mm, I'd say it would make. Uh... Huh. If he comes across, I'm just trying to say like what's what's more devouring the. Yeah, I'm saying like coming across. I think across coming across him down. while he's devouring the goat. Yeah, more dramatic that way. All right, so we'll forget about that. Also, there's there's also there's less chance of filling having had time to reload the crossbow. Yeah. So like, not only is violence the last option, it's no option. Right. Like, he can't attack. He won't be able to reload that crossbow. Um, in the middle okay. of an argument. That's that's very true. Um, so Fillion Fillion fires uh, a bolt through the goat's eye, um, and just drops the crossbow right in the brook that he'd been drinking from. Charges across. And falls falls upon the goat, uh, drinking its hot blood as it as it uh, spills from its eye, um, just tearing into it with his teeth, um, unable to control his his hunger. Uh, when Landris 
is is suddenly there. Um, I forget, Landris had daggers, correct? He had knives? Yeah, I think that's what we agreed on. Sounds about yes. right. I think so. So L Landris uh, begins uh, circling the, the figure of Fillion uh, while he's eating. Um, and he eventually, you know, calls for his attention. Um, Fillion looks up, his, his entire face uh, covered in, in the goat's entrails and, and blood. Just, he just tore into the thing with his teeth. Um, and Landris begins to give him the spiel about uh, taking what isn't yours... Uh, the injustice of of stealing from goat herds. Um, how how long are you guys gonna let this play out before you nudge them in any given direction? Um, we're gonna wait until it might come to physical blows, then step in. Okay. In I have a, a thought, uh, Ryan. Go ahead. Um, so that you are not role-playing Fillion and, yeah. and Landris, do you want um, me and Eric to do them? Yeah, sure. That's, that's okay. fine. Uh, so who wants to be who? Who do you want to be, Eric? Uh, it, I think it would make more pick. sense for the yeah, it'd make more sense for the war god to play the one more likely to leap to violence. Fair enough. Oh, so you're going to play Landris? Yes. All right. Well, then I'll be Fillion. So oh. chastise me, Landris. Okay, then very well. <clears throat> what are you doing? That goat wasn't yours. How could you just take something that doesn't belong to you? Um, uh, uh, I, uh, Fillion uh, crawls backwards away from the goat. Uh, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> That goat is clearly from the herd. That goat is clearly from a shepherd's herd. Why would you endanger his livelihood like that? In fact, that what goat are you probably talking about? No. That goat probably has a family. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was raised. It was probably raised against a mother and father. How would you feel if somebody decided to kill you while you were separated from your family? I, I, I didn't know. I thought it was a wild beast. Uh, I've been stuck here in the woods, starving for days. The storm trapped me in that cave. Now, um, I'll let you decide, Raymond, since you're playing Fillion. Uh, does Fillion recognize this figure as the, the guy who showed up at the execution and uh, challenged the idea of... Uh, no, he probably recognizes him as the uh, as the god Landris. Okay. Because he has taken religious study. It's an important so aspect know, of life in Firefly. He knows exactly what he's dealing with here. He's being punished. He, he clearly was not uh, observant enough. If he had only 
if he had only uh, denied his base animal instincts and uh, used his more developed uh, humanity uh, and applied his knowledge more, maybe he could have avoided this horrible tragedy. Uh, I, I, I didn't know. I, I could, I, there were no... I didn't see... I didn't see the herd or the shepherd. I, th I thought that it was a wild beast. Oh, well, I don't see you with anybody. How do I know you're not a wild beast? Uh, Wait, now, hold on. Let's flip it around. While uh, uh, Fillion's there shitting his pants, would Landris recognize Fillion? I don't I think would... he would. Yeah, that that would be that would be. Um, he is a very prominent figure in in Firefly. I'm sure a lot of people know who he is. Okay. Indeed, but the counter the counterpoint to that would be um, because they don't know he's a god. Right. I was going to say because Landris is a god born after Philion's uh, conception, there is. Uh, Landris's energy did not go into creating Fillion, so he has no connection to him. He want, might just see him as a normal human. Or okay. at the best case scenario, a human from a privileged family uh, who uh, maybe is taking from the forest because, oh, he's this uh, pr effectively the Prince of Firefly. Right. Everything okay. belongs to him. You could play that angle. And then you uh, guys... Entitled uh, if, rich kid. If either of you wants, uh, stop whenever your characters would intervene. Your, your, you know, god characters. Yeah. Okay. Alright. So, uh, where were we now? Right, I was like, oh yeah, um, so, right, you were shitting your pants because I just said, well, how would you, well, I, I don't see your family anywhere, how do I know you're not a wild beast? Hmm. Uh, I'm clearly not a wild beast, look at me, I'm, 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 I'm an intelligent being, I... I I am I I I understand that I have made a mistake. Please, there must be a way for me to atone. If you want atonement, he says, grabbing his dagger, holds it to Fillion, and then grabs him by the collar, and then starts mo moving him along. Please, please, you can't kill me. Uh, um, um, uh, you you can't. You can't solve violence with more violence. If you kill me, there will be reprisals. So Landris leads Fillion through the forest. Where Landris, where are you taking him? Uh, I'm taking him... Well, I was going to hope he would ask that, but I am taking him to the shepherd. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, while I'm taking you to the shepherd, I might not be, uh, you know... I might not kill you, but uh, he might not be so reserved, or something like that. Fillion uh, just devolves into a blubbering mess as he's trying to think of a way to get out of this. 
Okay. Basically, I have no intention of intervening until we get to the shepherd, uh, because I feel like that's going to be a dramatic moment for Fillion to uh, turn the tables. Right. So, uh, so Landris drags him over to the shepherd, knocks on the door. Then you know, d- d- uh, what's his face? The shepherd gut type man opens up. Yeah, he's it's a, a, it's, a, he's a, it's, a it's a wooden <laughs> door frame sunk into a canvas house. Right. Uh, he is he is an elderly man. Um, opens opens the door. Uh, sees the sees the blood spilled on um, on Fillion's uh, mouth and and clothing. Uh, sees the the god of his flock um, holding a knife on this man and and falls to his knees and and says, my my lord, what what have I I done to uh, earn this pleasure of your presence? I found this young man. He is he's like in his teens, right? At yeah. this point? Okay. Well, I found this young man eating one of your goats. And then he just kind of throws him on the ground at his, mer- you know, leaving him to the shepherd's mercy. Uh, he, he looks over, he looks up at, uh, the shepherd looks up at uh, Landris and, and then down at Fillion and, and says, um, oh, I... One of my one of my flock charged into the woods. I had I had given it up for dead uh, long ago. Please, I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was your animal. I was trapped in the storm for days. I was stranded in a cave. With no, uh, I ran out of water on the second day, and I I when the storm cleared and I saw your goat, I I thought it. I took it for a wild beast. If I'd known, I promise I wouldn't. I wouldn't have taken from your herd. I, I was starving and hungry like a beast. Um, the Is there some looks, way I can make it back to you? The the shepherd looks looks up at uh, at Landris, uh, his his eyes almost pleading, and he says, uh, "My lord, this boy was." Was clearly starving and, and desperate. Perhaps it was, it was an act of fortune that uh, that my my goat strayed from the herd and into his, into his grass. But surely he doesn't need to be put to death for thieving. Well, I am your protect. Yeah, Landris is like the guard goat of this, this yeah. guy's flocks, right? Okay. Well, I am your protector, and I'm only looking out for what's best for the herd. I'm your servant, actually. What what shall I do? Well, what do you want to do with him? Oh, um... It's at this moment that Zunquibslay will place an idea in the shepherd's head. All right, um... I would call that subtle. You're singing on the wind to him? Indeed I am. He remembers a half-forgotten dream. Uh, it's been a long time he's been working these fields, 
raising these shepherds, uh, raising these this flock alone, and he's getting older. He needs an apprentice, uh, someone who can assist him with his task. Perhaps that is how uh, this bo random boy can make up uh, for the loss of the goat. He will have to... Uh, Work it off. He will have to spend the rest of the grazing year uh, helping raise these goats, and then he will make the journey with the master, with the shepherd, uh, to Firefly, so that he can sell his herd. Only then will he have repaid the debt. And so I will make my subtle roll. See how well this idea comes across to the mortal. Plus four. Nice. All right, so he, he gets that verbatim. He says, um, my lord Landris, surely surely this boy can atone for his whatever crime he committed uh, by, by learning the ways of the of the flock and of the of the herd, um, I could use an apprentice to to help me raise my flock. Um, I'm I am old and my joints are weary, and it would do well to have a young man in the in the field. Yeah, it would. <laughs> that almost sounded like I'm like yeah, it would. You know, anyway, before I go, I, before I delve any further into that, um, Landris says, well, he'll either learn his lesson by work or by blade, and, and then he eventually resigns to the fact that he will, you know, that the fact that um, Fillion will work in the fields as a farmhand for the rest of the year. I think that that line implies that Landris is going to watch over uh, the yeah, boy was, to make sure that's he... that's what I was thinking, too. Right. Yeah, so it's like either... To make sure he keeps to uh, his punishment, which is good, yeah. because it means that Landris will learn more of Fillion uh, as he watches from the sidelines, learn more of the character of this boy who will be a man. Right. Yeah, so I mean that's I mean that that's what I think I tried to come across either by work or yeah, yeah I learn respect either by work or by blade. So yeah, yeah, right. okay. So um, in the in the coming weeks, Philian uh, Philian toils in the in the fields with the sheep, um, letting them out to graze, protecting them from predators. Um, Penning them back up at night, all under the somewhat malevolent Tutelage. scrutiny of uh, of uh, Landris and the tutelage of the of the old goat herd. Um, I'm gonna say that the two of them are probably gonna be somewhat standoffish. You know, and and not address each other or interact at all unless you guys do something to bring them together. Right. So, okay. So obviously, right. If we look at the scenario as is, you know, Fillion is just a scared little baby. Landris is criticizing his every move. So, I mean, the, the impetus or the final thrust of this situation would be to um, get. 
to have Fillion earn Landris's trust or in some way reveal his character. You know what's a movie that I haven't watched in forever, but I remember watching a lot of as a kid? Go nuts. City Slickers. Yes. I'm just saying, maybe when they're herding the sheep to Firefly, there's another storm. Okay. Maybe a goat gets trapped during that storm and uh, Fillion volunteers to uh, save it from raging floodwaters and Landis uh, sees uh, his devotion to his task, his true character, you know, how much he cares even for the smallest part of a community. Right. Okay. Alright, so who's right. creating the storm then? Well, I guess it'd have to be a dual effort. You create the flood, I create the wind. Together we make a yes. hurricane, Babby. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, mighty rolls all around. Mighty. Could I perhaps be? Oh, I got one in mighty. I could make it. Let's. There we go. I got a make three. It plus three. <laughs> I got a plus three. So yeah. Yeah. And how did you do it? Uh, yeah, I did plus three as well. Nice. nice. Okay, so it's a it's a fairly it's a fairly powerful storm as. Uh, as the goat herd and Fillion are um, herding the sheep, the the goats rather, uh, down the road to Firefly, the sky darkens, uh, thunder rumbles in the distance, and a great wind kicks up. Um, they they gather the uh, they gather the goats together. Um, and herd them into into uh, shelter on uh, the lee side of an outcropping of rock. Um, but one of the goats is frightened um, when it is struck by a big piece of debris, and it runs off alone. Uh, Fillion assures the old goat, goat herd that uh, he he has it, and charges off once again into the forest after it. Um, so I'll, I'll put you guys back in the roles of Landris and, and Fillion, and we'll keep going with this until, uh, either Zunquib Slay or, um, uh, Kendunos want to intervene. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Fillion, you gotta find that goat for your master. Um, call it wise or clever. Uh, that would be, and I have to give you his stats. No, 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 no! You don't. You can roll. Okay, I will. I will I roll. To, I don't need to know which one is better. The less we know, the better. That's true. If I'm gonna say that Fillion is more wise than clever. Okay. And so he's going to draw upon his wisdom. Um. He. Um, Do I need to spend a fate point? <laughs> no, you don't. Um, 
Fillion, Fillion charges into the woods. Um, he's he he was never much of a much of a tracker before. Um, he was he was only a, he was only a boy. He he hunted uh, mostly mostly small game uh, in the woods. Uh, but he he over the past months he has he has uh, built up a connection uh, with the goats in this herd, um, and he he thinks as if he were a goat um, where he would run. So Fillion, uh, you find the goat um, tangled in a tree branch that is. Uh, dangling over the banks of the Eternal, um, the the floodwaters have have surged the river, and uh, the the water is just rushing past in in great torrents, and the wind is kicking up all kinds of uh, sticks and and dirt and stuff into the air. The goat is uh, bleeding for for help. Uh, what do you do? Um, Fillion looks around for any kind of lashing he can find, but there is none. That's not going to be the solution. The only way that he's going to get into this is by putting himself at great risk. And the question he asks, asks himself inside is, is my life worth more than this goat? And he decides it's not. He has lived a privileged life. If this goat doesn't make it to market, maybe this man will starve. He's got to save it. He looks towards the heavens and he says, uh, placing his uh, hands uh, above his head uh, in a symbolic gesture meant to represent horns, and he says, please, Landis, give me the strength of the herd so that I may rescue this member of the community and of the pack. And he dives into the water. Uh, or rather, he dives down towards the, uh, the branch, uh, prepared uh, to grab it as he falls, uh, but also expecting that he may end up in that river. And Landis, uh, you've been watching this this boy as uh, he has learned the ways of the goat herd and become one with the with the community that the old goat herd inhabits. Um, what do you do? Do you do you take pity on him? Do you help him out? Well, okay. So let me just continue the scenario a bit. Fillion manages to using up all of his strength, is able to get the goat on the shoreline where he's at safe for now. The fillion is fading fast, and he can't quite make it to the edge of the riverbank. He tries reaching for the, uh, the, the outcropping, but his hand slips because he's too weak, and he starts to fall when suddenly a hand, he feels a hand grab onto his wrist and pull him up. Bleary-eyed, he looks up, and it's Landis. Nice. Setting that up the whole time, y'all. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, we're a bunch. We're, we're the, we get dramatic here on Insert Quest here. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's all about the dramatic. Um, and that that actually lines up rather well with what I rolled for the two of them. Um, I rolled three minuses for Fillion's roll to save the goat. Um, so he can he can take the consequence. He can succeed, but take the consequence that he falls into the river. And I think then, he does. yeah. And then Landis reaches to. down, reaches down and pulls him out, gasping and soaked. Um, so, what uh, aspect do you want to give the two of them uh, that you that uh, ties them together for the rest of their lives? Uh, as a result of this experience, <clears throat> That's, we gotta give a cool name. I'm thinking something like Herd Brothers. If you, no, or members of the same pack. Mm. Or um, mm. hang on, nerds from the other herd. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's the best I can do. <laughs> what um, do you no, call it has, a yeah. Goats. What do you call a group of goats? Right. A flock, herd, or trip of goats. There we go. Okay. There's sheep on here as well. Yeah. Flock herder, what was that last one? Trip. Which a trip of goats. Yeah. Google Google also says drove or tribe. Tribe. Oh, yeah, that's that that well we found Tribe's the one. Yeah. Tribe's the one. Um You got it. Hmm. I do like alliteration, but I don't think I'm gonna get it. Hmm. Uh, mm. uh, okay. Brothers uh, of the tribe. I don't. Uh, yeah, hold on. Brothers of the tribe. Okay, so I'm, okay, so I'm going into songwriting mode right now. I'm just gonna. I might just say some fucking gibberish. Bribe, bribe. Uh, tribe. He's going into the wizard state. Yeah, yeah. I tribe. He's got them wizard eyes. I no. Tribe. Yeah, shit. I'm having trouble coming up with something. Tribe is a hard word. Well, I like. Yeah. I like the good word. I like. I like bind or bound, and I like tribe. So maybe um, bound by tribe, specifically referencing that a group of goats is a tribe. Only if we get to have that last part you said in parentheses afterwards. Okay, it's a really long aspect. <laughs> I don't know if it'll fit on a character sheet. Ryan might have to just put down the first part. Found by the tribe, etc. Goats, etc., etc. Bound by the tribe. Which is an aspect for both of them. Yep. Which links to community, and to herding, and to goats, and to... 
their connection to one another. Right. Great. Oh man, we sh- we should write books. I know. Um, so the two of them, the two of them lock eyes, and they they instantly realize that uh, they are um, connected um, eternally in in some deep and meaningful way. Um, they are they are two sides of the same coin, two halves of the same whole. Um, they they represent different they represent different uh, facets of the same values, shall we say? I like to think that when uh, Fillion gets back to the city, he's going to propose that the um, that the herders uh, of this great land institute an ear tagging policy, so that okay. it is always obvious when a uh, animal belongs to a farmer. Right. Because yeah, e-tagging yeah. is more humane than branding. It still right. requires punching a hole in an animal, but yeah. But it's like the cartilage part. That's like the part that really doesn't hurt. It's like humans piercing their ears. Yeah. Um, so Fillion is is welcomed back into the city because uh, he he disappeared in the first storm, and uh, you know, as far as they knew, he had been hunting in the woods. And he so emerged nobody... from another. Right. Nobody knew that he had been um, taken out to the to the fields beyond the the forest. Uh, and he got another country. job. Right. Uh, so everybody worker. everybody thought he was dead, and uh, his his mother greets him uh, with open arms and and uh, much weeping. Um, that and woman he, has lost a lot. Like, I'm not surprised that she's weeping. And uh, he begins he begins telling her excitedly about uh, the the life of the goat herd that he's lived for these past few months, and and she's just so happy to see him that she she listens intently. Um, and then, like, at the, the end, he's like. I've got some great ideas that I want to bring towards the uh, before the lawmakers <laughs> about goats. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, everyone, get hype for my new goat policies. It's gonna really snuck socks off. I got some world-changing goat policies. <laughs> nice. See, George Lucas, this is how you make lawmaking fun. Yeah. So like involve well, I was gonna say Star Wars Episode One had did have violence in there at some point, but no, just rip off City Slickers. Exactly. Don't, don't make, yeah, don't make another Star Wars. Just make City Slickers. City Slickers in space. <laughs> the hero with a thousand faces and yes. Billy Crystal. <laughs> yes. It's like that would make a sick clip space game. <laughs> <laughs> Space truckers, uh, basically. Yeah. Oh God! It would have to be. Uh, it would have to be the the uh, genetically engineered titanium caribou. Yes! Oh right. my God! I want to run that game. Ooh. I want to run that one shot. I'm writing it down. I'm opening my game ideas notepad and I am writing that down. City slickers set on Titan. Yeah. Yes, titanium city slickers. Oh man, I gotta rewatch that movie and like just jot down the key plot points. Yeah, same here. I gotta, yeah. Whew. 
Um, so you guys have two more uh, events that you can intervene in mm-hmm. um, to to alter aspects of their character sheets. Um, so what do you guys want to do? That's a good question. You've you focused a lot on Fillion. Uh, Landris has. I was going to say, yeah. I'd like to see. I want to do something with Landris where um, Eric gets to sort of take the lead, and like okay. Eric, uh, Landis sees and sort of understands why Fillion seems to be adverse to violence, but he's worried that his new friend is going to be weak because of that but he sees his friend's strength and so instead of sa- trying to force Fillion to learn to fight Landis decides no I'm going to I'm going to be your weapon I'm going to be your defense and so okay. he goes goes to Uncle Kindunos and is like I need your help I want to be stronger and I have set you up Eric Okay, so uh-huh. uh, so using the powers of godliness and fucking time skipping, uh, Kindunos and Landris find themselves in fr- at below at the foot of the outpost of the true warriors, and and he points to Landris and says, "Landris, do you see that giant city above the spire? And would he and he would know what the outpost is, right?" Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's so, and he's never been there, correct? I would think, yeah, I would think not. Um, okay. Unless did he? The, close, the closest he would have gotten is at the sacrifice day last time we ran, because like you can sort of see the outpost from there. I think. Right. Because it's like this big tower on top of a mountain. Okay. You could see it in the distance. Right. So he knows yeah. of it, but he's never made the pilgrimage. Right, so, I mean, here he is, he's right at the foot in the stairs, and the Canuno says, you see, that ci- uh, you see that city on top of the mountain, in between all the spires? Probably draw a Land- picture of this or some shit, just for future reference. Landris, Landris nods and says, yes, Uncle, I do, what, what of it? Hold on one second. We have kind of a map in the in the original. No, I mean just like an actual picture or something. Oh, damn it! I'm sorry. The the hydra at IKEA or the, the, oh no, yeah, the, the water hydra. IKEA furniture yeah. building. Yes, there we go. I didn't um, say that on the recording, so the listeners are like, "What? I don't understand what he's talking about." Yeah, basically because of just my mic setup. Um, I have, you know, I have to like adjust things first, and I'm, you know, have a boom mic, so there's a lot of really squeaky parts, and it's on the very end of a boom it's mic. It's not even so. the squeaking; it's just that it's sort of this echoey thumping sound every time okay. you move it. So it right. sounds like you're hammering something underwater. Okay. Okay. I just yeah. hear the sounds of Nordic efficiency. So. <laughs> Nordic <Yeah>. efficiency. <laughs> Well, that's what they called me in call. Um, uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Nordic efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was so... my debut. Uh, that was my debut uh, synth pop album. <laughs> my high school ska band, Nordic oh. efficiency. 
Okay, so Rylandris nods and he says, and then Kinduno says, every year here we have a festival where the, um, the, the all the villages in the, in the countryside send their bravest and strongest warriors to attempt to climb, and and upon that they will learn to train. They will train with the true warriors of the outpost and keep watch over the imprisoned decadent ones. I'm get and then he says, and if you think you're ready, then climb. And uh, I don't know how we determine if he succeeds or not. But well, basically, you guys, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, at the end of the scene, uh, you you guys tell me what aspect you're trying to. It could be an aspect. It could be a stunt. It could be a boon. Um, it could be uh, the, the. I already NPC. know that I want to give him a stunt called All Terrain Goat. Yeah. So I think. <laughs> That that could come from this, from his ordeal yeah. climbing the uh, climbing the mountains. Sometimes you really have to work to come up with a stunt. Other times, it I just, just sort drop of it in your lap. Yeah, it just sort of unfurls. So you he he is going to he's going to uh, climb the mountain. You guys can make rolls to like create situational aspects. Uh, that can grant bonuses to the role that I'm that I make to see how close the result is to what you guys want. Um, that that I can invoke for free uh, on that role, uh, or you can make roles that just give him like direct bonuses, like uh, if you want to make the conditions more favorable for him, or if you want to make the conditions harder for him, uh, okay. since you want him to to be able to. Uh, succeed in a wide variety of terrains. Right. So I'm thinking, and I mean, I want to set up a situation here where, you know, um, Landris wants to become stronger. He wants to be Fillion's weapon. His bodyguard is, you know, like, I'll be the, the muscle, you'll be the, or I'll be the brawn, you'll be the brains. So, and I think even, and the thing I want to have him come out of this is because obviously he can't stay at the outpost forever. So I'm thinking like maybe if it's an occasion where we make it so that if he fails, he still learns something from the experience. Right. That's that's, out of, yeah. that's what the role is for. Whether he gets out of the experience what you guys want him okay. to Okay. Right? It's not really about whether he succeeds or fails. Right. Um that you know, that's kind of irrelevant. It's it's what he learns from it. Okay, so at this point, whether he ultimately reaches the top, we'll just fucking coin flip it. So, Fuck like, you. if you yeah. if you guys want to like send him along the hard route and like make a hard route, um, you know, create a raging river or a deadly storm or um, yeah, I a think we should drop. Right. So I think we should start off with something that's easy to come up with, and I you know, pretty much came up with it like from the word go, is that the winds begin to pick up, and he's going to have to hold on just harder than he's ever held on before, really testing his grip, really testing his tenacity and his fortitude, just as Ooh. he thinks, like, okay, this starts, I can kind of feel out the groove for this. Nope, wham, a hurricane comes along. And, All right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, Kindunos, I would call that mighty. 
And we're going to roll them bones. Zero, zero, zero. Uh, that is a plus two. Plus two, nice. Um, he is going to. I, I'll I'll make rolls for for Landris to see how he does. Um, he is at plus three. Uh, so the winds are the winds are strong, um, but he he clings to the sides of the of the mountain, uh, and you can you can see that um, he he leaves his his fingers. Uh, he's so powerful that he leaves little imprints uh, in the in the bare stone uh, as he crawls along the side of the mountain. Uh, so that will give you the that will give you guys a plus one to the roll at the end of the scene uh, when you see how well this uh, trial has affected him. Okay. Uh, but he seems to have dealt pretty well with that. So what else do you guys want to do? What else do you throw in his way to make it uh, make him tougher? All right. Well, this does not mean that's going to make him tougher. So now it's going to make him tougher. So um, so. Okay, we're gonna, I, we're gonna... I suggest that he meets a competitor along the road who objects to him, because uh, I'm assuming that he's like a, appearing as like a normal goat herder. Perhaps he runs into a warrior who objects to a herder thinking he can compete this trial, and he has to actually fight someone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like rocks fall, and then he has to like jump back on. But yeah, that's a way better idea, actually. Um, one of you guys, one of you guys has to either um, give that idea to someone or pose as the warrior. Them, you know. I will pose as the warrior. Okay. All right. Um, in that I'm case, I'm gonna teach uh, my son a lesson about uh, humble beginnings. I love all the disguises and, and masks that Kandunos wear that uh, Zunquipslay wears. Yeah, uh, Zunquipslay is really uh, just a drama queen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he is the uh, he's the uh, drama teacher with the massive closet in his office that's just full of costumes. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's Roger, the alien. Oh, oh yes. Okay. It's like, oh, man, there's got to be something in pop culture that was like that. And yeah, Roger from yeah. American Dad. Okay. Roger from American Dad. When, when he's like, who bounty hunter? And so he's trying on all the alien bounty hunting costumes. And then Stan just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that would, be, that would be subtle, Sunquip Slay. And uh, Landris is going to roll his Ys against you to see how well... I don't know how wise my son is. I hope he's not wiser than I am subtle. He's not wiser than I am subtle. Plus five. Uh, yeah, he, he is... Uh, the, the, um, the hair is frozen to the side of his head as he climbs down from the mountain, the windy peaks, uh, and he, he, does not, uh, he does not notice you. He does not recognize uh, who you are. He just... So... Um, you appear in the form of a warrior from a from a, a river tribe. What do you say to uh, Landris, the king of goats and defender so, of the flock? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm appearing as a large, muscular woman uh, with two axes each hand, specially forged for this climb. The axes have uh, spikes on the back so that they can be used like climbing axes. Uh, 
And I say, you there, you scummy goat herder. You think that you can uh, even you hope, You think you can even hope to compete against us? We're warriors. We trained all of our lives for this. And now you come up here with your with your folksy charm and you think that just because you've got a heart of gold you can climb the mountain? It's not about uh, who you are inside, mate. It's about the strength that you bring. You have to be mighty like Kindunos. Uh, Which is, of course... I'm invisible and like, or like in an eagle or something. Anything out of the way and I'm just snickering. Land, uh, That's not even my message, motherfucker. <laughs> Kindunos somewhere strikes a pose. Uh, Landris, Landris says, uh, "This is uh, this is a trial, is is it not? To to see who is worthy. Well, uh, then let us see who is worthy." And he draws his daggers. <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah. Okay. Let's get going. Uh, and she just runs. Uh, towards him, twirling the axes around, all showy. How can she run? She is on... She uh, They're, like, hanging on cliff sides. I figured it was, like, a, a, a small plateau. Like, still, like, he could... There's a bunch of things he could do. Like, he could step out of the way, and then she plummets to her death. And then he, like, proves, like, it's not about how strong you are, bitch. It's about how, t it's about how smart you are. He is not started out that way. I think he's going for the direct approach. Um, Mine too. So uh, to determine the bonus that this encounter gives, let's uh, let's compress the whole thing to a single single roll. And uh, Zunquip Slay, you're you're rolling against him. Uh, so okay. you, you wanna do you wanna give him a you wanna uh, show him a match of strength, uh, or do you wanna be difficult to hit? Match of strength. Okay, so that would that would be that would be mighty. But if you do something particularly uh, flashy or risky, I would call it bold. I think I am doing flashy and risky, which will work out better for um, right. him because my oh no, my mighty is actually lower. So yeah, I'm actually uh, she's swinging the axe. Is around and then she like pauses just before she gets to him and says, "Ah, uh, it says, what? What is it? What was I gonna say? Um, that she pauses as she gets close and says, that shit's just for show, and brings her axes over her head and just swings them down in this uh, double strike, putting all of her strength behind it, and which is not a lot because it's actually me." <laughs> He moves to parry and uh, maybe run you off the side of a cliff. Let's see how he does. Uh, he's at plus three. Which is brilliant, because I'm at plus two. Um, so the conflict ends with him driving this, this uh, warrior who challenged him uh, off the edge of a cliff. 
Um, she she falls and uh, impacts with the with the side of the mountain. It's it's nearly a vertical dri drop, uh, but she she manages somehow uh, using the uh, using the force of her fall to get enough leverage to drive one of her axes into the side of the of the cliff. Um, and and is barely hanging on. Um, does does Landris do anything to help her? I'll ask. I'll ask you, Raymond, uh, Eric, rather, because you were playing. Right. Right. I was playing him before. Um, I'm assuming. Landrisser probably wouldn't want her to die, but at least wanted to just get stuck there until he finished. Mm. Okay. Uh, I, so so he smirks and walks away, and I will give him a fake point for that. <laughs> nice. Because that he he is bloodthirsty for justice, and she she uh, fucked with the wrong goat god. Mm. Uh, as, after he has walked away and continued on his walk. Uh, I uh, let out a sigh, like, whew, that was tough. And then I just let go of the axe and fall down the cliff, and when I hit the bottom, I splash uh, like a water balloon. Hey, wouldn't Landris notice that? Or, well, yeah. No, because he's turned away and walked off. So okay. He's, he's, he's not... over the roaring wind. Yeah, he's not terribly observant, uh, so okay. that's that's not really as as we've learned from the fact that uh, twice now uh, his own father or mother, what you know, his own parent, has, either one, either one, has managed to trick him into uh, into not recognizing him. Um. So do you guys want to do anything else? As for as for right now, you're at a plus two, I believe, to this roll to see how how rugged he comes out. Okay. What uh, is I the what is the last challenge of the climb to uh, the uh, watchtower? What is the sort of final uh, leg of this journey? What uh, what makes it? Uh, more, what separates it from the rest of the journey? Well, hey, um, you know those, well, well, you know those, um, those, like, bad dudes that managed to make their way up from the stone, oh, God, stone something or other? Oh, the stone you're burners, a, you're, yeah. You're the assassins. stone burners. Yes, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. You're assassins. Okay, the stone burners are Un's worshippers. Okay. Yeah, his, right. his, like, the ones who are, like, all anti-authority and, right. like, shady and shit. Right. So, yeah. in, so I mean, we're already ripping off American Gladiators enough, so might as well just go whole hog. See, they see, um, well, yeah, they just see him as uh, an ordinary goat herder. You know, and it, and it's not quite the time to um, that. You know, it's not quite the festival of the ascension, or I th 
we we've agreed on so much that I just forgot. But um, and it's not quite the right time. So uh, naturally, they all think he's an innovator. So um, while well, the rest might uh, practice temperaments and you know try to arrest him or you know alert Kendunos if he does make it to the top, the uh, they just start throwing rocks at him. Okay. Um, I will let you make that roll, Eric. Uh, okay. Your your true warriors are at three warfare. Okay. So he will roll his swift to not get hit by the rocks. Okay, I'm at up. So with my three, I'm at plus two overall. Okay. And he is at plus three. So he nice. he's ducks and, and weaves uh, through the rocks. Uh, He's and dancing through the rock drops? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he, people only have two hands and they can only throw so many rocks. They don't have belt-fed machine rock throwers? No, I don't think the technology is high enough. Mm. Um... So they're just, you know, I mean, they're just like, oh, fuck off, random a-hole. Go away your turn. Make a show of it. Anyway, um... <laughs> so eventually Landris makes his way up to the top, and Kindunos is there just, you know, kind of sitting on the edge there to greet him and said, you made it. Congratulations. Now the true training begins. Yes. We need a montage. Dun, 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 even Rocky had a montage. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll now. Uh, with with plus two, I believe, because he succeeded that first. He succeeded that last roll. Um, which means it wasn't it wasn't that much of a trial for him. It it didn't it didn't uh, push him to his limits quite like you were hoping it would. Mm, um, fair enough. So he's a plus two. All right, and uh, he he gets it. So, uh, what do you guys want to write in for his uh, all-terrain goat uh, stunt? His all-terrain goat um, can be unaffected by changes in scenery, or does not suffer penalties when the scenery changes. I think it's more like um, or like a metagame. I don't know. I was just trying to think of metagame. You're you're, you're you're on the you're on the right track. It's something. Okay. Maybe he gets um, maybe he actually gets a boost to defense in. When fighting in difficult terrain. Okay, uh, so the way the way that they that the stunts work is you pick one of the approaches and you pick a circumstance. So he gets a plus two bonus to which which approach. Hmm. Um. Well, I mean, all terrain is about endurance, so I put that under mighty. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, or it's navigation, so maybe swift. No, I think we'll go with mighty, because then okay. he might be able to actually use it to attack. Right. It's a plus two bonus to mightily defend. 
Mm, in, or mightily, uh, mightily endure. Yeah, in rough yeah. terrain, difficult terrain. Mm. So that can be like in a blizzard. Uh, can be uh, around a near a volcano. You know, in space, whatever. As long as there's some adversarial, uh, adverse. Yeah, that is that is like innate to the area, as opposed to like. He doesn't get bonuses when people are throwing crossbows, uh, shooting crossbows at him. Right. Because that's not the terrain, that's just, there's actually people shooting at him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you guys have one more uh, attempt to meddle with these lives, unless you guys want to take a complication scene. Do we want to take another complication? Yeah, let's take another complication. I feel like before the last time scene, a complication would be appropriate. A pro All right, pro. what do we got? What do we got for complications? All right, I got to bring up that list. Hang on. Um... Okay... I will go with uh, this one. Um, a massive earthquake rattles the land, creating chaos and tumult throughout every region. The slayers of decadence must rush uh, to prevent disaster in several different areas. Um, so the the earth begins to uh, to shake with a fury. Uh, you're not sure. You're not sure where it came from. Perhaps the the pantheon to the north uh, has some kind of earth deity. Um, you guys do not in yours. Um, hmm. Closest we have is Malachite now. Hmm. Yeah, a and he's he's god. he's more a mining god, god of metals and that kind of thing. Um, you know that uh, an an earthquake. Of this magnitude uh, might be might allow the uh, decadent ones to escape from their living tombs in the impassable mountains. Um, so the way I have set this up is there is uh, it, it's it's a challenge. Um, so you guys just tell me what you do, and you have to get three successes. Uh, you have to accumulate three successful rolls. Okay, so it's earthquake. Everything's crumbling. Uh, so yeah, we'll say we'll say that uh, we see the we see the valley of decadence, uh, where the where the old gods are entombed in stone, um, and and as the as the earth shakes, um, cracks. Uh, appear in the in the stone, um, and you can see maybe maybe movement, maybe living flesh uh, underneath uh, that that is unearthed for the first time. Hmm. So what do you guys do? That's great. Starts with an earthquake. Shall Birds. I go first? Go ahead. So I uh, I see this. Uh, just before it happens, I know that this is going to be a thing uh, because of my connection to time. Uh, 
and I reach out. Uh, I head to the I rush to the mountains, and I burst into this uh, old, uh, winter-worn cabin, and in it is a figure wearing a a white uh, sort of. It's almost like it's been stained white. Uh, hood, uh, hooded cloak, and they turn to me and whisper with a cold, icy breath. Uh, why have you come here, brother? And I say, I need your help, for the prison shall be broken. And at that moment, the earthquake occurs, and me and this androgynous sibling of mine, that is a winter god, uh, step out onto the mountain and see the cracks opening up. And I grab their hand and I say, together, we must reseal the prison. And I start to make it rain, uh, torrential amounts of water, and as that water falls, they're freezing it into the rock to create new glacial barriers on these mountains. All right, uh, to exercise your godly powers and make it rain, I would call that um, I would call that either mighty or bold, and you can have a plus one bonus because you've got a god of winter helping you freeze the the ice. Bold, which will put me. Plus four. Nice. Um, all right. Uh, so that's that'll do for now. But that's that's still like a temporary solution. Uh, the the god of winter uh, can't stay here forever. So you guys have have patched the cracks. Uh, but you're going to need two more successful rolls in order to ensure that the gods of decadence stay steeled permanently away. Okay, so I, I feel like Malachite might be able to help us out in something. Well, he's a mining god, but maybe he could also be like a sm smelting god? No. Something like maybe, you know, just how you... He's a, Ryan did say that as well as being a mining god, he's a god of metal. Perhaps That's true. could somehow, with him, uh, use ore veins to knit the rock together? Like like those Japanese uh, plates and cups where they um, when the cup breaks they rebuild it and glue it together, but they fill the cracks with metal. Right. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna suggest. Like, it, yeah. who do we have that can like just fill all the little cracks with metal? So uh, I think sounds like Malachite would be the guy. I think he he can do that. Um, do you either he so so here's the here's the thing you guys just need three successful rolls uh, to overcome the challenge so he can make the roll do you guys want to do anything to help him? Um, let me see if I have do You've let got like a war master like a forge thing, don't you? Yes, I do. So he can use you know, uh, you know. Some... He... Yeah, he can use my as a, form, as a form the, of blacksmith of the two. Yes, a weaponsmith. That's an ability I have. But yeah, that so is one of my aspects. So, as a form of blacksmith, sometimes you need two people uh, striking with hammers on a work in order to work it fast enough. Right. Uh, before you lose heat, perhaps you can you and him work together forging the mountain. Okay. So yeah, that's that's it. So between the two of us, we managed to like just pour hot molten metal down the side of the mountain, so get it to fill in the cracks, 
then we strike it to, you know, help shape it. Nice. All right, um, so that's a, a plus one from you, uh, and he is at plus four total. So uh, that's a second, um, a second successful roll. Um, the 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 ice that uh, your wintry uh, androgynous fellow god uh, filled in the cracks with uh, boils away as the as the metal. Uh, the molten metal oozes in, um, and the two of you um, manage to to pound it into shape. Um, but you're still gonna, you know, you still want to hedge your bets, and you need one more success to ensure that they stay trapped. Um, I am going to quickly rush up the mountain to where Quindunos is uh, finishing up his final. Uh, smithing. Right, getting the last couple blows in. And I uh, grab you on the shoulder and say, Kundunus, your warriors uh, have to work together with the people that live around this mountain. You have to evacuate the civilians uh, so that uh, you can prepare a defensive perimeter. Perhaps uh, we can set up fortifications. We must weaponize the mountain. I like the sound of that. So I head to the outpost of the True Warrior and using my... Uh, do, I, do I even need to use my tactical flight stun in this? So yeah, no, actually, yeah. So I'm going to use my tactical flight stun, which is once per session my character can fly himself and any number of allies into or out of battle. Ooh, that's awesome. Nice. You've never used that before. No, usually, yeah, that, that's like one of the ones I rarely use. So I am going to use that one to get all of my, um, to round up the troops, so to speak, and get them to evacuate the area and set up a fortification. Nice. So the, the true warriors uh, blot out the sun as they fly into battle uh, behind you. Um, so the way that I want to help is I give the soldiers a song, a helpful evacuation song. You know, they, they, it's something to keep spirits high as people march out of the mountain. It's a tale about how uh, all things come to an end, uh, but new beginnings await in our new homes. Okay. Uh, we, leave this, we leave this place uh, that has become a danger to us to start new homes and new exciting lives in a new place. Okay. So I was thinking, like, we have to there has to be someone we need to evacuate. This isn't just in the right. Um, so basically, like, so you're like Scarlet Witch in that scene at uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron when, like, oh, that yeah, witness just, just kind of goes through the village and, like, everyone's like, hey, let's fucking leave. Yeah. Yeah, like, like that. that. Right, Okay. All right. Uh, so Zunquib Slay, uh, you can you can make uh, subtle if you like uh, to create that situation situation aspect, the song that that uh, permeates the mountainside. Um, and depending on how well you do, the uh, true warriors can use it as a bonus, a boost. Sweet. I did pretty well. Plus three. Plus three. All right. So they get they get a free invoke, and it'll stay around if they want to. If you fail the roll and want to roll again, um, 
So, uh, Eric, you, you're, I will say that uh, since the true warriors are a, a fighting force, you can use their warfare for this role. Uh, okay. So that's plus three. All right. Uh, and plus three on top of that, so I'm at plus six. Plus six. Yeah. Uh, plus plus two more for the free invoke of the of the song. So, uh, yeah, nothing is getting nothing is getting out of the valley of decadence anytime soon. Yay! So you guys, they they managed to set up fortifications. Um, describe what they look like. Hmm. Let me see. Well, the the, the the well, the fortifications to um to what? I'm sorry, I just like missed the step somewhere in between there. Oh, um, okay. So we evacuated the area and we built right. up, built fortifications around the mountain. The purpose of the fortifications is so that if anything was ever to get out of the prison. They would be met by like concentric rings of defenders, and like the terrain itself is now shaped to work against them. We've basically built fantasy uh, Switzerland. Fantasy Switzerland. Okay, that sounds like fun. I don't, know, I don't know if you know that, but like the entire country of Switzerland is weaponized. Like okay, during World War Two, all the bridges were mined with bombs, and they had like cannons on top of mountains pointing at like uh, choke points, <laughs> so that if the Nazis ever tried to get in, it's armed neutrality. It's like we will not take part in your war, but don't you dare fucking try to get in here. Right, okay. it's it's meant to defend against gods instead of you know rowdy Germans. Right. Uh, yeah, you know those Nazis—they're just a bunch of rowdy, you know, youths. You know, maybe hooligans, a little too excited after Germany won the Super Bowl. I mean, the yeah, the Super Bowl. The the European just drank Super too Bowl. Too much in October. Yeah. Right. The World Cup, maybe. Right. Well, I'm trying to push the, the I'm an American. Anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to like take a quick look around here, right? And it it seems like it has a lot of deep valleys and these winding, twisting roads, which hopefully they come up in the uh, chat. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. You're actually sending me something. I'm like, what are you talking okay. about? Yeah, I'm posting it in the group chat. So okay. Let me see. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You posted the article. Right. Uh, yeah, and then you've got to like extrapolate for their gods. How? What? Like maybe there's. Uh, I don't want to like make shit tons of suggestions because I want you to come up with something. But right. Like, so I'm maybe there like... there are colossal crossbows. Right, I, but the thing is, is that, you know, like, assuming that we are gods, and, like, what could stop a god, uh, you know, or at least, like, make it so that it alerts us to say, hey, wait a second, the gods escaped, let's get to punching. So I'm thinking something like, I mean, and it, 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 and, um, it, it is it's positioned so that Tamerlane's, you know, uh, my trusted lieutenant, whatever he used to get to me, is like within direct eyesight or 
more readily accessible. So I'm thinking something like this that would make the terrain difficult for someone to traverse. It, the city's just been completely reshaped so that no matter what size you are, unless you're actually equipped or unless you actually know how to get around, you're just going to fumble your dumb ass through it. Hmm. So, um, you know, like maybe on top of the city is just like this overworked, like lattice, like lattice of uh, this overworked net of steel cables, you know, to trip mm. people up, right? And then you just like shank them to death. Or, you know, again, assuming these are gods, these are large creatures, we're talking like so once, you know, so if the city of the true warrior is built into these large mountainous spires in the city, then, you know, this, this, this city that we're building, the city that we're weaponizing, all of the buildings are essentially these giant spikes. Maybe, so maybe another thing. Themselves. Yeah. Maybe they're using another element of the story we just told about securing this mountain. Perhaps it wasn't uh, molten steel that you were forging on the mountain, but magma. And perhaps uh, the true warriors have found a way uh, to force magma up out of the ground in certain places. So they have like these magma pools waiting as like pitfalls for gods. Right. Like okay. Yeah, that's a good one. The and idea that I had the steel to just hammer the fucking. The, the, Spike net death crap, and you know, Home like a a, yeah. a precariously balanced stone wall that they can smash, and then like lava will just flow down one of the faces of the mountain. Right, I like it. the uh, The idea that I had was if we're if we're bringing the elements into it, uh, just to modify Eric's idea of the the net or the steel lattice. Uh, there are there are lightning rods on the tips of the spires, and since we have the god of weather on our side, you guys can set it up so that the the steel net is attached to those lightning rods and is just continuously electrified by lightning strikes. Yeah, it's a it's a mad scientist's nightmare. Yeah. No, it's a mad scientist. No, you you mispronounce. It's pronounced wet dream. Oh, well, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wet um, dream. Right, so that was the that was the first challenge. The second challenge, uh, Zun Zun Quibslay, uh, as as you uh, look over at the fortifications that Kindunos, uh has erected, um, a a curious uh, blue flower blooms at your feet. Um, it looks as if it had it crawled its way up the 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 shoot of the stem had had broken its way from uh, some crevasse deep in the world um, and you hear the voice of your daughter Un um, calling to you for help she cries uh, father father uh, the the entrance to my realm has been buried I am I'm trapped please please save me Hmm. Well, we didn't destroy the... Hmm. Okay, yes, I quickly uh, grasp the flower and travel to the uh, frozen part of the river, the glacier. Uh, is, it, is it still frozen? I thought we, just, I thought we had... Um, it thaws in summer. It and thaws it in summer. 
So it may be unthawed at the moment, yes. Okay, yeah, it's, um, you, you see that, uh, huge, huge stones have, have fallen over the, uh, whirlpool in the Eternal River, uh, the entrance to, uh, Un's, Un's realm, completely, completely sealing it off. So this is, again, uh, three, three contests, three, uh, three rolls you guys have to get successes on. Ha-ha! Well, I uh, sit and fold my legs, and I, whis and I hold the, uh, the flower up to my mouth, and I whisper into it over and over again uh, words of encouragement and, and you know, like, it's going to be okay, I'm going to get you out of this. The uh, the rain erodes the mountain, and I sit there and I just wait for the water to break the rocks. Uh, and I'm going to invoke uh, my uh, stunt if I can find my character sheet. Patient when it counts, because time through flows through me, and I it once per session I can accomplish a task with minimal effort by waiting. So I will not roll for the first one and succeed. All right, that will that will count as a success. Um, but that erosion is going to take probably thousands of years. Uh, so I unless... need to speed it up. Right. So, Kundunos, how does one break rocks fast? Well, so what he does is that let's say. Oh, I don't know. Someone still happens to have their hammer by them. I don't know. Like, they were using it earlier for some strange reason. And this person were to, I don't know, maybe, like, spit in their hands, ask somebody, you know, like, hey, if I were to break all these rocks really fast, how, where, 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 you know, uh, where, where do I aim? So I assume you're you're asking Malachite to to help out. Yeah, to help out, and then we're just gonna go like hammer bros on that shit, and so they'll break the rocks into smaller parts so that my water can uh, erode them away faster. Yeah, more surface area. All right. Uh, so who's making the roll? Are you hitting it, or is he hitting it? I'm I'm hitting it. Okay, so you can have a plus one to mightily break down these rocks. Break the rocks down! Uh, Mr. So... Kundunos, break down these rocks! <laughs> Alright, so that's plus two to Mighty, plus two... So I'm at plus three. Uh, so with my roll and my boost, plus three. And how much do I get for the bonus? Malachi uh, gives you a plus one. Plus one. Plus four overall. Plus four overall. Alright, great. Uh, that's a that's a success. Um, the the rocks uh, begin to shift as the water flows in between them, um, eroding them away. Um, but they 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 keep settling settling down uh, in a way that that blocks the entrance to uh, Un's realm. Uh, you you need to do something uh, to force them through. Or uh, to to excavate them somehow. You could either you could either dump a bunch of a bunch of uh, pebbles and water into the void, uh, which you never know. Your your uh, Un might not care, uh, or you can dig her out. 
I know what I'm going to do, and it's probably going to be dangerous, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I reach, holding the flower, I reach the flower down into the water, uh, and I press the flower and the rocks against the entrance and force it through and force part of my hand through. And then I look to Kundunos and I say, I cannot escape prisons. And look towards uh, the sharp chains that you wield as weapons. And then mm. look towards my forearm. And then whisper again towards uh, my daughter. I cannot escape prisons. So, Kindunos, what do you do? Um, okay, I'll run that by... Uh, no, right, okay, so... I cannot escape prisons. Yeah, okay. Alright then. Break it off. Uh, that would be that would be mighty with your chains, and you can you can invoke that aspect if you like. Uh, let's see, chains. Uh, Does he get a I'm... bonus at all for me? Because I'm like he doesn't have to worry about the fact that right. it's going to hurt me because I want him to do this. Um, well, it it probably is going to hurt you. I would I would call that uh, you would have to take a consequence. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going to be one armed forever now. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be the one-armed god of time. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Um, since, you, since you're not uh, since you're not fighting back against him, um, he's he gets a plus one. If you want to help him, like by by getting in position, uh, he you could give him a plus one bonus. All right. Yeah, I sort of lean back and I make it uh, make it a nice clean spot for him to cut. I even sort of push the water away from surrounding my arm so that the river will not get in the way. And, uh, Eric, how are you doing this? Are you, like, whipping the chains at his arm? Or are you going to, like, tourniquet it around and, and just... Uh, chainsaw it off? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, chainsaw, I'm, I'm not... Actually, I can do it that fast. So um, you're a god. You, of course, yeah, you I can. I can totally do that. Like, but like I think the spawn chains in the spawn it, movie, where they wrap around the neck and he like chainsaws through them. Right. So uh, okay. So I think what I'm going to do, and I'm just gonna kind of use like pieces of string I just happen to have here, so I make sure that works. Right. So um, so wrap it around his arm, and then just kind of. Um, so wrap the chains around his arm, then um, just kind of pull back and forth upon it. So it's like wrap. I only wrap it around once, and then just go back and forth. You know, just kind of like slowly sawing it down, or yeah. you know, Mando's. slowly sawing it down. But you know, chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. So getting a little radial chainsaw action going. Uh, I would call that swift. You got to get those chains moving. Right. Or no, or like a double banded saw, yeah, something like that. Only you know, uh, let's see. So plus zero. Uh, so plus one for me. Two. Right. So I am at plus three overall. Okay. Um, so uh, Raymond, you can take that as if if you want to take it. If if you want to take it as damage, um, it, it won't have the effect of. Of ripping your arm off, so you want to take the the consequence uh, one armed. Mm, mild, moderate, or severe. 
Or do I just fill those boxes in turn? That's um, all up to you. Yeah, I think I think with consequences, you can you can take it as a mild consequence. Well, you you can, but then you'd still take one stress. Uh, but it would, mm. by the rules, go go away at the end of the scene. If you want it to last, you could take it as in your severe box, and then you will be the one-armed god of time for the rest of, you know, your characters. I'm gonna take it in the severe box. All right. Yeah, one arm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we're sort of at the in the final uh, chapters of yeah. the campaign, so why not? Right. Uh, so yes, Zunquib Slay, your arm is your arm is severed as uh, Kindunos uh, and and with as Malachite looks on, uh, the the smoke rises up. Uh, carrying the the scent of of hot blood uh, as the the chains se- uh, sever your arm from your from your shoulder. Yep. Um, so now now what, gents? Do I get a consequence for that, or like a stress or anything, or? Um, I will leave that one up to you. You just you just cut your brother God's arm off at his own request, so Yeah. Right, I think yeah, I think I should probably get get some kind of hit for that, at least until the end of the uh, you know. I would call I would call that make me make me either bold or wise. Uh, I'm going to go with bold. Uh, so plus three. Plus three. Um, okay. So that's that's a pretty disturbing thing you just did. Uh, so I set the difficulty at a plus six. Okay. Uh, so you have to take three stress uh, for doing that. All right. Um, you could take you could take it as a mild consequence related to um, related to your mental state, like. If you are if you are disturbed or if you have like an aversion to Zunquib Slay uh, until the end of the scene or the end of the game, you could take it all as a uh, moderate consequence, and that'll stick around for uh, I think until the end of the session. Okay. So um, so I think I'm going to take it as a moderate. Uh, well, put this right. I think the consequence from that would be I'm very. I'm going to be very hesitant to use my chains for a good long while because you know. I mean, these are the chains that I use to saw off. Right. God's okay. Hand so, desperation. so you take Base, the yeah. You take the moderate consequence. Blood on okay. the chains. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, and now that now that uh, you have severed your arms in Quibslay, what is the rest of your plan? As uh, as my arm is severed, I scream out and clutch at it uh, at my phantom limb, uh, and I s- draw some of the water up around to make this sort of phantom arm, and then it just falls away because of that severe consequence. I just can't hold it together. Uh, and so I've pushed those rocks through, hopefully sealing it up, and then I, I say to, uh, is it Un? Un. Yeah. I say to Un, part of me now rests with you. 
Finally, in a way, I have finally visited my daughter. So you sealed you sealed her away temporarily, Tem- for temporarily. The, like in but the you... same way that she has always been sealed away. Yeah. And the promises from before still stand. When the time comes for the world to end, she will be freed. And your arm is a promise of that. Okay. Um, I would call that, um, because you guys still need one more successful roll, call that subtle. Alright. Where is... There it is. And she is going to roll against you, so she does not roll terribly well. I am going to invoke my uh, boon uh, as I realize that the way I have phrased that is not going to work. And I'm going to use my boon where I get to re-roll because I got a minus one. Uh, And I I say to her, uh, this was not the end of the world. As evidence of that, the fact that we were able to stop that mountain tearing open and your charges escaping. Those festering evil gods. Uh, But I promise you that your time will come. Uh, And in the meantime, I hope that uh, what I have given you is some constellation. Uh, And I will roll again. Because minus one's shit. (laughs) Much better. Plus three. Plus three. Um, she she got a plus zero to, uh, I guess you know, resist your your silver tongue. Um, because she saw an opportunity for her prison to open, and she doesn't understand why she wasn't allowed right. to take it. Uh, but the the fact the fact that uh, you have you have pushed a part of yourself into her realm and and you know, promised to one day rejoin her there, um, that you are eternally, you know, bound by the by her own prison as well, um, in in some small manner. Um, she takes she takes solace in that. And and she Let's says Let's not forget that my tier two guest is uh, someone to enforce the law. Other gods of fortitude may invoke this to block one of my actions. <laughs> Other gods of fortitude, so our specific pantheon, they invoke uh, this to block me from taking an action. The with it some because all of mine are themed around laws because like my character in our creation myth was breaking rules. Yeah, now someone can establish a rule for you not to break. Yeah, and or like. You could also do it in the story as like calling back to a law that the gods had always had written, but like okay. because right. of the free form nature of this game, we hadn't used it before. So it's like you, you know, in. you, Zunquibsley, uh, are not allowed to take up arms against one of your brothers and sisters. And it's like really, oh okay, cool. And then I drop my weapons. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so she, Un, Un says, Un says, thank you, Father, 
Thank you for all that you've taught me. I will be patient, and I will wait with you here. I mean, that's another thing. I was very patient <laughs> in that, that as well. I was going to wait for the water to erode it away. So, so eventually, eventually, the waters of the uh, the waters of the Eternal River will once again open Un's prison, uh, and that will be that will be her time to devour everything. Return us all to the void, so to speak. Right. Mm. Um, so that was that was your uh, complication scene. Um, you you prevented the you prevented the decadent ones from escaping, um, and you didn't clear Un's prison, um, but you you pretty much set up the um, eschatology myth, I guess, of this uh, of this world. You you have created the end of the world scenario. The river will eventually wear away the mountain. Hmm. Um, yeah. And now you have you have two more opportunities to affect either Landris's life or uh, Fillion's life. Um, I think maybe... I mean, we did do two where they were together, so... Right, so, uh, let's see. Two were they together. I think we had... Yeah, so far the count's like two for both of them, two for Fillion, and one for Landris. So maybe we want to do one a peach... On a piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Sounds about right. Yeah. All I right, mean, so he... it would... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I don't know what say... to... So... Eric, you got ideas who we should do next? Um, let me see. Well, again, I think, you know, just kind of um, showing the thing on... Uh, well, yeah, this... Uh, Right. So, okay. So we just did one on Landers. I'm thinking maybe one on. I've, it might be best to end, or the most appropriate to end on uh, Fillion. So maybe one more with Landris. Something that. Um, well, maybe where I think like for the last two should be separate occasions in which they have to take charge or have to be a leader of other, you know, sapient being. Well, not sapient, but... Um, All right, well, I think that the one that we should end with for Fillion should be, like, he has to go do a trade mission and a bunch of things go wrong on it and he has to solve those problems. And that's, like, when he really comes into his own and realizes his destiny as a leader. Right. Um, what should we do for Landis first, though? So, I mean, again, I think, you know, keeping up with the uh, leader theme, maybe... Do you guys want to do... How do you want to affect his character? Do you want to do an aspect, a stunt, or a boon? Right. Um, what haven't we done for Landris yet? Uh, you've done some aspects. You did. Uh, you made him bloodthirsty for justice. That was his trouble. Okay. Uh, you bound him bound by the tribe of goats, etc., uh, which was his joint aspect with Fillion. Uh, okay. And you made you made him an all-terrain goat. Is that one of his aspects, or that's a that's, a, that's a stunt? That's a stunt. So I think we should work on a boon at this point. Um. So. so Oh, I mean, so uh, you want to do 
leadership, and your boons are meant to be like really big signs of your godly power. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like mine's like I can fucking re-roll because I can see through time. Maybe his is that he can similar to yours. Yeah, some of yours is maybe he can like uh, command uh, herd animals, goats, sheep, alpacas, cows. Okay. So leader of the herd. Well, not, yeah, we'll come up with something catchier, but yeah, the boon would be. He's the leader of the pack. Boom, boom. Oh, this is this is this is, this is one of those good sessions. We're on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, so, um, right, so, okay, so I think this is, right, so we're, it should be something where he has some innate connection to these herd animals, not because, in essence, he is one himself, but because I think of some kind of, well, like, what are, so, um, okay, so maybe help me out here, like, what are some, tricks or, you know, something that, um, that, you know, shepherds do that get them to, that, um, ennoble them to their flock or, uh, not, not ennoble, um, you know what I mean, to gain their favor. What's that? I think you mean in gender. Um, so, I'm, I'm not actually that familiar with herding techniques, but I'm guessing that there's probably an aspect uh, to it of uh, familiarity. Right. Um, shepherds spend a lot of time with their flocks, and that's it. They also use... I know they use sound. Um, okay. There's an aspect to it of... Uh, sure, you use the terrain to your advantage. Right. Um, well, I mean... For me, okay, I'm just trying to... Yeah, so I hate to look up shepherding in my Google thing, but <laughs> so I mean, I know that the in thing the is, like, maybe better. sound or something. Like, maybe there's just something about him that can recognize him as one of their own. He has a bleat of power. <laughs> right, yes, a bleat of power. Uh, shepherd. Um, so what, what are the circumstances, then, under which uh, Landris discovers... Uh, that he can he can bleat and the the goats and sheep and alpacas will respond. Um. So, forgive me if I'm wrong, but like the next run or two is gonna be my brother is screaming his head off at his children. Um. The next few runs after this are gonna be like us coming into conflict with that northern pantheon again, right? Yes. Yeah. So their I, army's um, probably like coming back up to strength. It's yeah. been like 20 years. Cool. So, um, they are, they've got a few... They, they, they have been holding a non-aggression because they want to keep themselves strong, but occasionally a rogue unit of soldiers will stumble in to the southern lands where the gods of fortitude hold sway, uh, and they'll uh, do a do a bit of banditry on the side. You know, yeah. It's hard to breed that out of those assholes from the north. Right, and, and then so, Landers is all like, hey, sheep, sheep brethren, go fuck with those guys. You, you totally, like, it's like the, the speech that, um, 
Oh, motherfucker. So, not the good version of Avatar The Last Bender, but the shitty version in the movie where Aang's, Aang's like, um, you have the dirt beneath your feet. You can rise up and defeat the, the firebenders that have taken over your village. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, so, like, all the shepherds have been captured because they want to take slaves back. They don't care about taking goats. Uh, right. Landris, Landris can't fight a bunch, but a... a like platoon of soldiers on his own. He's good. He's not like that good. Yeah. Uh, they He's just outnumber him. Like they outnumber him. I outnumber him, which is the problem. But if he could get uh, his goats, his these sheep to fight on his side, yeah, then like, he you don't would outnumber them. The shepherds so take care of you, but you, as an animal, do not depend on them. You can still. Fight back. You know, you you still have qualities innate within you to yeah. that you can use. What do the two of you do as outside forces to guide him to this realization? I think that um, Eric Kanduna should do like a flashback, like to the training where he reminds, um, uh, where he's okay, teaching, no, no, no. So I got teaching it. about unit tactics a, and stuff. Right. So. So, okay, so let's go back to the time when, congrats, congratulations, you made it to the top of the thing. And then, you know, he goes into, um, and then you, uh, okay, so let me just, let me just step back, I'm sorry. Ah, um, so you see, um, or rather, I'm thinking third person here. But Landris walks into walks into the Citadel. Oh sure. Hold on, if it's something you gotta deal with. Great. Yeah. Ah. So um, Landris looks in and sees these people from all different kinds of you know you know, from all different kinds of occupations and races and colors and all that and you know, like see that there is some and that they each in their own way, contribute something to the greater fighting force. That no, not, not one of them is indeed the perfect warrior, but they have recognized that something within themselves is has made them capable for being a great warrior. Right, so the, the, the archers and the infantrymen and women and the... Um the cavalry riders and the assassins all contribute uh, some aspect uh, to the true warriors as a whole, and only by acting in concert can yes. they... Um, okay, so uh, I, would, I would call that... I would call that a clever role okay. uh, to impart, impart that knowledge to him. Alright. And he's kind of headstrong, so I'm going to set that at a plus two difficulty. Okay. So I'm going to roll them bones, blow on the monitor, and wow, I succeed with a plus four. Nice. Yeah. We have we have not had to use fate points today. Like Yeah, like, all. you say you that. That's me knocking on wood for those, right. you know, that's that's not I, the kaiju Ikea going off again. <laughs> Um, 
So, so yes, he he sees the way that uh, that an army working together uh, can can act as as uh, a defense, uh, a a perfectly oiled machine, um, and he he learns the the tactics uh, uh, and leadership abilities uh, from interacting with the with the true warriors. Uh, he he learns how to be a leader. Um, so that'll give him that'll give him a plus one to his to his role to see if you guys get to um, write his leader of the pack aspect. You uh, Zoomclub Slade, you do anything to influence, uh, guide him toward this realization, revelation that he can uh, step up and lead the animals. Hmm. Yeah, so in a similar uh, flashback, because it's all about solving this problem on his own. We're not there to help him with this. We're not, like, guiding the situation. He's just recalling everything that we've taught him. Uh, we were at a festival together, watching over some humans, some shepherds. My, uh, my, fuck, what are they called? My water singers were there uh, recounting tales uh, and history uh, to the people. Uh, and, uh, and I told him, uh, a lot of the time, what you say is important as it is uh, the say that you say it with. People will forgive uh, you stumbling over words or pausing as long as your message is strong. And that's the power of the water singers. That's the power uh, of uh, a noble leader. That's the power that I used to free us. Your mother, me, your uncle, your brothers, your sisters your other siblings that prefer not to be gendered. That is how I set in motion them receiving their freedom from the decadent gods that preceded us. Words have an immense power. Even Quindunos acknowledges this. A leader must have words. And what is a god if not a leader? And I'm going to um, say clever. Okay. Um, and as I said to Eric before, uh, he is a, a bit hard-headed, so plus two difficulty for that. All right. Cool. Yeah, I won't be clever because I'm trying to instruct. And I will spend a fate point to invoke my Silver Tongue Dream aspect, which is clever, uh, so that I get... Uh, it. When you invoke an aspect, it adds plus two or plus three? Plus two. Uh, I get plus uh, five on that roll. Nice. So that'll be an additional uh, plus three when you guys uh, get to write the aspect. Uh, so I will roll and that. I spent a fate point on my clever, so I gain a point of intention. Okay. All right. Um, 
So back in back in the scene, the uh, the Arcanian unit that has has stumbled its way into the southern lands uh, is is leading the shepherds away from their flocks. Uh, bound in bound in ropes, um, you know they're they're uh, chiding them, saying that they're they're going to going to labor uh, in the in the uh, copper pits uh, and in the in the factories uh, to make Arcanium strong again. And Landis calls I will out, make Arcanium strong again." Yes. There's, Sorry. Uh, there's that. <laughs> uh, Trump is joke enough all on his own. Mm. Um, when when Landris calls out uh, to the flocks, uh, his his voice uh, ringing out in a uh, a bleat of rage um, that that stirs all of the herd animals. They turn toward him and uh, charge down the hills and across the fields and um, sh stampede over the Arcanian uh, soldiers, um, trampling them under their underhoof uh, and leaving the, leaving the shepherds unscathed in the center. So how do you guys want to phrase this, this boon that you're creating for him? Hmm. Um... Well, it's it's about communication, and it's it, it, it it's something that doesn't it, it, it can't apply to all languages because you know um, I mean it's supposed to be I have, I, I have basically a gameplay question before I suggest a wording. Okay. Um, would it be better to give him a way to to uh gain um, followers, like summon an army or whatever, or would it be better to give him a thing that gives them a bonus? So, like, he can inspire his herd animals, or, like, he can summon a furious army of goats. Like, which one uh, is either better? Either one could be useful. Um, I would say I would say the army of army of goats uh, would probably play out like a situation aspect that then uh, since uh, Landris has control over, uh, you guys could probably get a free invoke and then you could pay fate points to invoke if you're fighting. Um, on the other hand, the um, you you do have the people of Firefly as um, uh, uh, a station, rather. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A community. Hmm. So, if you wanted to give him, you could you could uh, allow him uh, to give a plus one to their warfare, or uh, to inspire their, give them a plus one to one of their one of their community stats. I think we should go for the summons an army of. Herd animals one. Okay. Yeah. So like, because he is a leader of the pack. Vroom vroom. <laughs> uh, he uh, can summon to his person uh, all of the uh, herd animals in an area, uh, and they will fight for him. Okay. Does that sound like a 
Moon. Sounds good. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that this this manifests as a situation aspect with one free invoke. Uh, and then we have uh, Fillion's final scene. Um, he is he is growing into into young manhood. Uh, he has he has traveled the southern lands, uh, studying all its peoples. He has lived as a shepherd for the or a goat herd rather for the for the better part of a year. Um, he has he has learned to listen and communicate and and uh, absorb people's knowledge and their way of life. So how else would you guys what, like to get What his? things does he have? Yeah. Well, we got one what final. have we affected? Okay, so for Fillion, you guys, you guys made him a Seeker of the Horizon. Yep, which is an aspect to do with exploration, because he is in many ways an avatar of the future for Firefly. So we tried to put into him the things we want them to seek. You guys made him a student of the community, which is one of his boons. Uh, depending on the community he is a part of, Fillion gets a plus one bonus to to uh, related to the strongest attribute. Um, so if he's in a community with good technology, then uh, he's he's good at fixing things. Or uh, if he's in a community with strong warfare, then he he gets better at fighting. Um, you guys also gave him the uh, Bound by the Tribe. Um, I think this one was was uh, yours. You gave him the Silver Tongued Orator. Oh, so I already gave him an Orator one. Sweet. Okay. So I don't need to do that again. So he's already uh, good at convincing people to uh, do what he wants. Is that a yes. that's an aspect as well, isn't it? That's an aspect, and I think this was us too. Uh, you guys gave him the stunt, uh, work the crowd once procession when he makes an impassioned speech. Oh no, that that was originally there because I didn't fill in his name. I would have filled in his name. I think that was I think that was it. Because when he was conceived, you had a god of. Um childbirth effectively come over to us and ask us, like, oh, what do you hope for this child? Right. Yeah. So that might be a holdover from that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so what do we need? I think we should probably give him a stunt so that he... I mean, he's got a stunt. Yeah, so a boon? He's got a... Yeah, so boon, that last one you just read off, that was a stunt. And he has a boon yeah. as well. For yeah. Well, whatever, whatever you guys... Whatever you guys... Uh, I'm basically like... I have a character sheet made out already. If you guys let it drop, he he's not going to not get a stunt or a boon. It's just you guys get to pick what he gets. Rather right. than what I had originally written down. Okay. Yeah, so we could give him... We could fill out another one of his aspects. I think... Filling out another one of his aspects is more likely to dictate the kind of stuff that Ryan will fill in the rest of it. So how many more right. spaces on his aspects does he have? Um, just just one, I believe. Because you guys, you guys did Seeker of the Horizon. Um, you guys did Violence as a Last Resort, too. That's his trouble. Right. Yeah, that's his trouble. Uh, Silver-Tongued Order and Bound by the Tribe. 
And then there's one other free aspect. So can we think of any other aspect that we'd want to give him? Right. God. And again, I'm just going back to that like initial spiel we gave. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, because he's meant to be this embodiment of what we want of this... What this what this community is meant to hold dear, what we want them to do should our pantheon fade to nothing. These are their ideals embodied right. in a single person. I mean, and even then, I mean, if we are the pantheon of fortitude, would something having to do with that be a good final aspect? Like, um... Um, we could look to the community um, the, that you guys set up. So the people of Firefly have culture plus three, integrity plus two, no subtlety, technology four, warfare two, and wealth one. So they seem to value their identity as a group, which he really does embody. Um, technology, which, you know, he, he kind of absorbs knowledge. Yeah. And Seeker of the horizon. Seeker of the Horizon. Um, something something related to integrity or warfare, I would guess, would be would be the next logical one ones to go for. Um, so so you could give him an aspect related to related to fortitude or, you know. How about an aspect called uh, strength of all? referring to the fact that he embodies everyone in his community, but also the fact that everyone has a useful skill. Uh, like, just because you're a shitty painter doesn't mean you're not going to be useful somewhere else. Like, if you're a shitty painter, right. you might be a really good um, fisherman. And if you're a really shitty soldier, you might be an excellent mathematician. Okay. Uh, so what what situation could we engineer to you know lead him to this? Um, we had him we had him tutored by the finest teachers. Um, maybe maybe he is um, he is taking his uh, he he and his classmates. Um, who who grew up together uh, are taking their final oral exams. Uh, the I have a better idea. They uh, they originally had planned to do oral exams because he's he's effectively the first class to graduate from their new school. Right, he's their first student. They decide originally they had intended it to be like every school that had come before. You'd end with a test. However, there was recently that great cataclysm towards the mountains. People have been displaced and moved. They're creating new lives. And this is effectively a school that teaches all manner of life skills in the purest sense, a skill you can apply in your life. They have to go out and act as teachers. They need to help build these new communities, turn them from refugee camps into real places. I like establish that. Establish them. Yeah, that'll be like the final chance. Like, how well have you that, embodied your community? That'll solidify his um, his sort of uh, deific uh, concepts as well, because he's meant to be this god of community. If his like final miracle or whatever is building a community, 
bringing yeah. a group of desperate people together. Yeah, that that, that was kind of what I had in mind when it was like, oh, well, maybe he should be a leader, like, in, in some capacity, like, some small project that he took charge of. Yeah. And, yeah, the, like, community is just embracing that to a T, so... Yeah, I, I like that. You're using you're using the the world and what happened. So, um, Fillion and his his fellow students, his classmates, uh, who have been tutored by the best teachers in Firefly since their since their youths, um, wander into this refugee camp bearing uh, bearing supplies and uh, whatever else they they feel they they need. Um, how how do you guys, as outside forces, shape this situation so that he is able to make the best use of everybody and and find the strengths of each person? I think we should start off the scene disguising ourselves as people who are like really shitty at something, but like we're just kind of in that role because we never really had the option not to. Okay. Um, so that will be subtle for both of you, um, but Fillion is rather more observant and uh, knowledgeable, so he may recognize you. So I'm going to give that a plus three difficulty. Okay. And subtle is, yeah, one way I think so. I'm going to need a really good roll for this. So Zunquib, you might be taking the charge on that one. Yeah, I got a minus two. I'm going to have to spend a fate point, because I got a minus one. Um, so, um, and it was subtle, wasn't it? Yes. So, my subtle's two, they'll get me to plus, that'll still only get me to plus three. You can, but you yeah, can, I know I can spend more than one. aspects, if you like, yeah. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I'm just going to go for the one. Um, yeah, uh, Silver Tongue Dream, I can, you know, I'm a shapeshifter by nature. I'm a dream. Dreams are ever changing. I invoke my aspect so that I get plus three. Nice. Uh, it's just so barely crossing the line. Right, that, that you can, if you meet the difficulty, you can succeed at a minor cost. Um, so, uh, Eric. Yes. You got so, you got a minus two total. Yeah, so minus two total. So I need, you know, if, if, if uh, I need to spend all three of my fate points to, well, how much is, uh, yeah, so I need you to get a plus two for every aspect you tag. Yeah, yeah and there's not a, I, I am not working with much here. And you tell me how it relates to what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, you could always just bail out. Yeah, I, I'm going to bow out of this one. He spots you, and you yeah. scatter to the wind. Well, so so I will um, I will tell you this, uh, Zunquib Slay. Um, you cannot use any of your divine powers for the rest of the scene if you want to maintain this illusion. Uh, because right. he he has noticed Kindunos, uh, and uh, he he recognized. Uh, the the chains, or maybe maybe there's some uh, some symbol of your of your mantle uh, that that you wear no matter yeah. what form you take, uh, and he spotted it. Um, so he is he is now aware that uh, there are divine happenings uh, going on in this camp, and and is suspicious. All right. Um, cool. 
Susan Quipslay, what are you bad at? So I am bad at cooking. I'm currently serving at one of the uh, food stations around the camp, and it just tastes god-awful. But uh, I am uh, carving... Uh, no, I am I am singing. Uh, seeing as I don't want to have to invoke an aspect, I am good at singing. So, <laughs> go with that. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm singing uh, as I'm cooking, and while my cooking's terrible, my song is quite good. Um, so make me another subtle role to sort of get him to notice that you know while all of the people who he is serving, who you're serving, uh, are are you know sniffing their plates in disgust and you know choking it down because it's their only the only food they've had in in days. Uh, people, people seem to be sticking around to listen to your song. I get a plus two. All right. Uh, so he he sees this and uh, you know notices that the the crowd seems to be gathered around more for your song than than for your beans or whatever it is you're cooking up. Um, and and he Burnt comes over and yes, undercooked he, rice. Burnt beans and hard and hard rice. Um, come comes up to you and and says, um, uh, you, you know, um, what what form are you taking? Uh, I'm a young uh, man, uh, very uh, sort of scraggly. Um, he he comes up to you and, and says, uh, you know, sir, um, perhaps perhaps uh, you can spread spread joy and happiness to people who have endured such misery uh, by using your natural talents. Uh, we we can have we can have somebody else take over for you. Um, if if you would you know sing us songs of your people, remind them of the time when they were when they were strong, when their lives were good. Oh, but but I mean, my parents always told me that that art and performing was was just a hobby. It's not something that helps people. You know, people people need to eat. They don't need to listen to music. Nonsense! Nonsense! People, people need to have a, a sense of a sense of culture, a sense of identity, uh, a reason, a reason to continue to eat and toil. Uh, art gives them that, and and obviously you can give them that. Look at the faces of the of these people uh, who stayed behind to to hear your song. You really think that my singing could make a difference to these people? Of course I do. I mean, if you think it'll help, I suppose yes. I could do it. Leave your leave your kettle. I'll have somebody else take over the cooking duties. All right, there we go. 
All right, so that will give him that will give him a uh, uh, plus one uh, to when when he when I roll at the end of the scene for strength of all. Kindunos, uh, you you were scattered to the wind. You I guess you flew off as uh, as birds in different directions. Yeah. Um, so he's on the lookout for you. So if you appear physically in this scene, he's gonna spot you and know you're influencing him. Right. Uh, so what do you, what do you do? Hmm. Um. God, the thing is, I can't appear in a physical form. So the thing is, I keep my eyes open for a similar situation, or rather, um. Oh boy, appearing in physical form is no challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. All right. Um. So, I mean, if we are going to... The thing is, though, I just don't want another way that he can influence people. Or maybe... Hmm. How can... All right. Um, Go for something where he has to actually find what the person's good at. Right. Um... So, okay. So, all right. So, I got it. All right. Um, he goes, so, th- I, I, I kind of, so since I can't appear in a physical form, I just kind of appear as a stray sunbeam that just manages to get in his eyes. He rubs his eyes a little and irritates, and by, when he looks up, he's looking in the direction of a, a, uh, a volunteer militia, just a couple guys, you know, with, uh, crude makeshift armor and spears and looking and they're running through some kind of drill and they're just they're just fucking it up all over the place you know they're dropping they're dropping their swords it's like a couple of them can barely you know I mean a couple of them seem competent but most of them just kind of seem like you know they really don't know what they're doing all right uh, I would call that subtle. You want to attract his attention to somewhere where he has to, like, go and actively seek out the good in people. Right. Ah, it's going to be... Hopefully this one can work out kind of better. All right, minus one. Um, hmm. So, I mean, it's still the same as before. Roll against plus three, or... Yeah. Um, I will. I will say that you can. You can attract his attention to you know just as just as you hoped to do, uh, but he will know that he is being guided by some divine hand. Like you know, stray sunbeams don't just randomly uh, strike right. people in the eye. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's his fault for looking in the wrong direction. Um. Okay. So I, I think I'm going to accept that because I'd have to take way too many fade points to, you know, like make that roll succeed. Yeah. Or, all right, you know what? Let's see if I can. Yeah. So I mean, even if I choose to re-roll, it's no guarantee. So I'm if just you, going if to. If you if you uh, go through your whole store of fate points at the end of, at the beginning of next session. Uh, they restock, so you. No, I know that, of... but I'm just like saying maybe there's something else at the end of the turn. But then again, we're kind. It's getting late, and we're kind of wrapping up. So I yeah. think I'll spend one fate point to re-roll, and then see. Okay. 
how it then goes. if anything yeah so then if anything I can just empty myself out <laughs> pull on the monitor and I'm at minus two so yeah um uh, which which aspect did you invoke to reroll uh, I in oh God I've got um none of my aspects work damn it um the, the wings of war I guess because no um no, I guess arm. No, okay, here we go. Main weapon arms are wrapped in chains, so I figure that you know what kind of attracts his attention is that in addition to you know a stray sunbeam, he just hears these chains rattling out of nowhere. And thinking earlier, he might have spied Kindunos out of the corner of his eye. That maybe it's just his imagination playing tricks on him. But when he hears the chains rattling. He's a little more suspicious. He's a little more aware right. of what's going on, and that he attracts his attention. Obviously, I'm not there, but that just directs his attention toward you know where the, the you know the 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 makeshift army. Okay, and and now he knows that uh, that gods have been monkeying monkeying in his life. Yeah. Uh, so I will make that roll for him. Uh, let's see if he gets the strength of all. Um, and he does. So, um, he goes over, he goes over to the, the men who are, the men and, and women, whoever the, um, the refugees, uh, in their, in their shoddy armor and, um, broken weapons who are, who are training, um, and and you know he he begins to he begins to coach them through some some simpler maneuvers that he feels will uh, help them to to build up their skills. Uh, he kind of looks over his shoulder, uh, looking around every once in a while, pausing, um, as as if he's he's searching for someone. Um, and I guess we'll we'll wrap up on this. Uh, it is it is night in the refugee camp. Uh, the Zunquib Slay uh, is is singing before an audience of uh, wide-eyed uh, refugees uh, who are you know really getting into the feeling of the song. Um, you have not yet been able to disappear, and Fillion goes to the edge of the settlement and calls out to the landscape, the sky. Uh, he calls out your name, Kindunos. Okay. Uh, do you? What do you do? Do you answer him, or you, do you just let him stand there? I'm not going to answer him directly, but, you know, an eagle flies overhead... And I'm just going to keep it vague like that and just kind of see what else he says. Maybe he's um, saying a prayer. I'm going to hear him out. He, he says, he says, I don't know, I don't know why you thought I should see those people training. But I've learned a great lesson here today. There is, there is strength in everyone. Uh, there is there is good that people can do for their community um, regardless of, of who they are, what their, what their station is. 
and I don't know why you've taught me these things. I don't know why you've... I don't know why what you have planned for me. But I'm ready for whatever comes. And then he turns and, and walks back into the settlement. Are you proud of your son, Kundunas? If, if eagles can cry, they would. Cry! <laughs> yes, he gives him a knowing sounds call. Sounds like when eagles cry. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So I'm, I'm not going song to say... references today. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> this is what it sounds like when eagles cry. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, with with that, we will close out this session. Um, and next time, uh, I I kind of figured the last session would be you guys switching off between uh, Landris and uh, Fillion uh, as you as you played earlier, um, right? Battling the Arcanians with the uh, forces of Firefly. Okay. And as Zunquib Slay and Kindunos and the rest of your pantheon battling the um, the gods northern themselves. gods. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the next session, which presumably will be the final session, um, or maybe like part one of the final session. Right. Um, can you have? Uh, can you send us a copy of all of our pantheon gods with like what they are gods of too? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, I know so I've mentioned. I know I've mentioned like twin gods of um, spring, like after rain. There's the winter there's god winter. Yeah, that doesn't mention. have a name. There's the goddess of birth that you created. Um, yes, there's there's Temulin the shepherdess that you had the had the baby with. Right. Uh, there's Yat Kriat and Yat Rendreth, uh, the gods of uh, life and death. Uh, you guys mm -hmm. have Malachite now. Right. There's Un. Right. Is, There's Jatharis. Jatharis is still there. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others that we've brought up. Okay. Yeah. I want to point out, if we can dictate the battlefield, we should really get them into the dunes. Mm. I'd really like... Although the it might be like will be role-playing the war. So it'll be like one scene is one battlefield, and then it'll right. be the next scene is another one. So I want to use the Howling Blood Sands at one point, because I really... Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to... Gonna... My terrifying mother wolf monster made out of sand and blood to... Oh, God, that is so blood. fucking metal. Um... Right, and yeah, so I mean, I think it's it's going to be like kind of a tour of all the places we've influenced over the, you know, past few sessions. Yeah, definitely. And then and then hopefully we'll like finish, um, if the battle goes quite well, it'll finish like with us in their capital, and it'll be climactic or like, yeah, we'll see how we go either way. Yeah, but, yeah. I just wanted the gods because I plan on calling on a lot of them as I go. Right, um, like we did for like we did today, and we did a little bit of it last time as well. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it especially helps. Like, ooh, okay, like how can I solve this in a clever way instead of you know like you know my aspect fails because you know I'm like the punchy punchy god, but you know like okay maybe if I have someone to help me, maybe I can you know use that with this or yeah. have them build you know. 
it, it, it indicates that you guys are not the only gods who are involved in the mythology. There are other deities who actually do things. Right. You can sort of get interesting combinations as well by grabbing the other gods. Like, you can sort of twist one of your aspects to work in a different way. So you can bullshit more. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is really the central mechanic that powers fate. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Bullshit. That, and that is my favorite one. It's a great mechanic. Yeah, um, I think I think we can bang this out in one session unless uh, we absolutely you know have to cut it off. Um, do you guys have anything else you you need or you you know comments suggestions? Um, no, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, I need to bleed my intention. Um, yeah, in terms of the moral that these stories have told. It's like, again, it's like the strength of what needs... You need to build a community. Also, you know, why the laws on herd animals came about. Right. Yeah. Why do we tag um, a herd animal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sort I think, of loud. I mean, yeah, and, and a lot of it is... I mean, like an unseen, you know, consequence of this is like we're kind of imparting our own, you know, values and stuff on this, whether consciously or subconsciously. And I, I, it's just like one of the, these interesting little, you know, like side things that I've kind of noticed. Because, like, you know, like I do recaps of all the podcasts I've been on of the week, you know, for the, I'm involved in for the site, and, you know, just, like, kind of going back and listening to them, like, huh, there's, like, there's certain trends you see develop. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the cool offshoots of collaborative storytelling, you know, someone puts something out there, and uh, another person will take it up and modify it and, and expand upon it, and, you know, it just keeps going and going. Right. Um, I think the the moral of this session could also be, or the the um, the tale at the end could be, uh, and that's how uh, that's how the end of the world was decided, because yeah, yeah, we did leave we did leave Un imprisoned with a with a part of Zunquib Slay and uh, sort of a timer, a countdown timer. Hmm. I might even be able to, like, use that to draw on Un's power as well. If I get into, like, a tough spot, I might be like, I might invoke my one-armed god thing and be like, I, you think I'm missing an arm? I'm not. It's Un's arm. And I'll, like, touch something and they'll be obliterated. I think that would be, that would be pretty badass. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Pretty badass. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, I'm excited uh, to see uh, what we do next time and how it all unfolds and everything. So that's, what that's is good. Uh, but yeah, so we'll 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 uh, wrap it up there. Um, farewell from the past. I have misplaced the window that lets me end the recording. Farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>